It's time to watch The Muppets with special guest, Debbie Harry. I got these tickets to go see Chasing Amy at Kevin Smith's movie theater. Joey Lauren Adams is there. And you were like, I don't want to do this. This is stupid. Why did I buy these tickets? And then you ended up enjoying it? I had so much fun. Yeah. It was in the Atlantic Highlands at the Smodcast Theater, uh-huh. I guess it's called. I don't the know. Smod Castle. The Smod Castle. Yeah. I highly recommend. Snacks are cheap there. Really? Yeah. That's like, interesting. They were like normal prices, not like AMC movie theater prices. That's kind of really fucking wild. Oh, sorry. You tell your movie theater story, and I'll tell you my movie theater experience afterwards. So then, so I went. I went to this thing by myself. Mm-hmm. Lisa was like, my partner Lisa was like, wait, your friends aren't meeting you there or anything? And I'm like... No, no, no one's like I'm. I'm doing. This I'm is, crazy. This is a solo trip. Yeah. Um, and it ended up being amazing. So they, because we were waiting for Joey Lord and Adams for a literal hour. Damn. Yeah. Um, we were. They were just auctioning stuff out. Uh huh. I've heard that's a lot of what they do at that theater. It was so cool, though. Yeah. It was really fucking cool. But <clears throat> during, first of all, the movie wasn't as bad as I remember it being. It wasn't that bad. It was actually. It's a little cringy because it's, 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 it's a queer story being told by a straight man in 1993 or whatever, right? Yeah. Like, so it's got kind of these interesting layers that sort of hold it back a little bit, I right? I have to say, coming from a queer perspective, uh-huh. besides, I think the cringiest part was like, Joey Lauren Adams's part more so than yeah. the writing or anything else. It was I think her it was her like, portrayal of this it character. It was her like no, it was her like freaking out like how do you think like I have to change my whole life to like be with you and blah blah mm-hmm. blah and her like making this whole big deal which I get if she were to have been like a gold star lesbian or whatever mm-hmm. but in the movie she's not. No. Not even a gold star lesbian. You yeah. come to find out. And but Actually, the movie isn't that bad, and I think it holds up better now for me as really? like an older lesbian. Mm-hmm. Um, and how this was inspired is that when they came out with Clerks, I forget which one of them, Josh maybe, or one of the one of the guys who like helped produce Clerk, Scott Mosier. Maybe it was Scott. Actually, yeah. maybe it was Scott. Um, they met. The women who did the movie Go Go Fish, that lesbian movie, at the Sundance. Okay. So they met. I'll just look this up really quick. Go Fish. So so this is maybe something that then spawned a little bit of the experiences that are a little more um, oh, bio- autobiographical fully. represented in the story. Okay. So because I because there Gwen yeah so there was um. There's a part in the movie where you, like, see Amy's, like, New York lesbian friends. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, the stereotypes are so specific to New York lesbians. And I'm like, how did he nail this? Yeah. So when I got to ask a question, I was like, look, I really appreciated, like, I I don't know how you did this. Like, how did you come up with these, like, these lesbian characters? Were you hanging out with lesbians? Like, how did you know them? Like, what? Yeah. Is this good research or luck? (laughs) Exactly. So he was like, this is how it came to be. So they started hanging out with Gwen. Mm-hmm. She would come down from the city 
and hang out with Scott and like they'd be in Red Bank and they'd be like whatever. Yeah. And Scott actually, I think it's Scott, one of the guys, I think it is him, Mosher, yeah. actually did fall in love with her. And it was really fucking hard mm-hmm. because she I, she never dated him or anything like yeah. that. But like he was basically heartbroken. Yeah. And Kevin was like, I think it'd be funny if you wrote a movie about a guy who falls in love with a lesbian. And yeah. he was like, I want, I want to do that shit. Yeah. And Kevin was like, I'll do it. So Ke- the story is basically a mix of that concept of him actually falling in love with Gwen. Yeah. Not, not Kevin, but Scott. Scott. Roger, yeah. And um, his actual real relationship with Joey Lauren Adams because they were in a relationship. And that like, was interesting to me when you told me that too. relationship was like. Okay. I had no idea they were together. It was like they were like together. It was like yeah. a thing. And um, – I thought it was pretty good. And you know what else I didn't realize? That he, like, helped make Ben Affleck famous. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, man. And what's his name? Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. I He helped get fucking... Um, why can't I... Why am good I saying Will private writing? Yeah. Goodwill hunting. Yeah. Done. Yeah. His connections and all of this. And mm-hmm. I had no idea. Yeah. I love it. I wish oh. the mall rat, I mean, a uh, dogma would be released again. So you went to see Chasing Amy in cinemas, and I went to a screening of the re- release of Stop Making Sense last week How with was my that? brothers. It Were was people dancing in the aisles? Megan, no one was there. It was me, Justin, and Timothy. Oh my God, we amazing. had the whole theater to ourselves. It was absolutely wonderful. We were allowed to be a little rowdy, has, has we were it? allowed to sing along. No, it was in um, Mega Movies in East Brunswick Mall. It's an AMC now. But it was like the, it was a ghost town. It was a ghost town. It was good, dirty. It was falling for, apart. Yeah, it was but gross. But it, it no, was no, it was there. wonderful. And you it had was popcorn. So much fun. Yes, popcorn. A little soda pop. I watching love it. David dance in That's a big suit. Fucking cool. It was so cool. The big disappointment though is that they've been selling it as A twenty four has now restored the original version of the movie, and that there were supposed to be two additional songs in it. Oh. And one of those songs was supposed to be E Zimbra. And it was not in the screening that we saw, even though A24 was credited at the end of it. So I'm like, you've been pushing this as a re-release, a new restoration. <laughs> and E. Zimbra is one of my favorites. Like how – Oh, no. Come on, man. And you're that like sucks. waiting for the song. Yes. Waiting for the I've song. I've watched and listened to Stop Making Sense so many times that I'm like, I know it front to back. And I'm like, they have not done anything different yet. And I didn't know what the additional song was because I wanted to be surprised when it mm-hmm. happened in it, you know? Well, good. I was so disappointed. I was mm. like, what the fuck? So we even stayed for after the credits in case, yeah. you know, maybe it was cut out of the film in such a way that it would be so weird to put it back into it or whatever. So I'm like, oh, maybe there's like a deleted scene that they'll play after the credits. Nothing. I was really disappointed. But it was so much fun. It was really, really cool. That's Awesome, and it's also a bummer. Yeah, it was a big disappointment because it's like, you know, for the most part, I could have had my brothers over my house and we could have watched it, but it wouldn't have been especially seeing it on a big screen. Yeah, with no one else in the fucking theater. And Megan, when like we like hand our tickets to the guy, and he's like, you know, makes like not a face, but like, what is this? You know, like, and just it was such a weird thing. Like I remember when we saw the B fifty twos a couple of months ago, and like I saw that couple dancing. And I was just like, they're just like fucking weirdos dancing. And it's like, this is music for weirdos. And I feel like Talking Heads is music for weirdos. And like just the the ability to experience that, I was like, this fucking rules. All right, why don't we get things started? Yeah, let's do it. 
We watched episode 509, Debbie Harry, airing in the UK on January 25th, 1981, and in the US on February 21st, 1981. See, that's much more close together. That oh makes a little God, more sense. Oh my God, Debbie Harry, I can't believe we're on this episode. I love her. We've been waiting for this episode. I love her. Like, I we did like... Star Wars, right? Like, that was an episode we waited for. The, this no, is no, no, one no. of those the other stars episodes. stars of Star Wars. The stars Wars. of Star Wars, you're right. <laughs> Oh my god. I can't I love Debbie Harry. She is so cute. She is so fucking amazing. And I have to tell you, it all comes back to New Jersey. It all comes back to New Jersey. Every time, baby. New Jersey. Okay, let's start before we start. Let's you start. ready? Go ahead. Go. Cold open. Pops can't remember what rock group Debbie Harry belongs to. <laughs> Because Pops is bald. During the Muppet Show theme, Gonzo remarks on what a great ear he has. <laughs> it's very stupid. All right, so when Kermit announces that Debbie Harry is the guest on tonight's show, he is quickly joined by Robin and the Frog Scouts, all big fans of Debbie Harry. They even try watching the show from the stage. When Kermit is like, you guys can stay and watch the show, they're like, cool. And they just turn and start facing the curtain. I was like, this is so fucking funny. I would have loved if they stayed there that whole episode. I love the little frog scouts with Robin. At the shop, we got in the Muppet Christmas Carol Funko Pops. And it is taking everything in me not to just liberate the little Robin Tiny Tim figure from the Kermit set. I love it so much. I just want to put it in my pocket and carry it in my pocket all day and just like pull it out. Like, put it back. (laughs) So now during this opening number, the opening number begins with, the opening number begins with a well-dressed Wayne singing the first few lines of, for me and my gal. The camera pans to the cathedral where we find a bride and groom, Mulch and a gargoyle. Mulch portraying the hunchback of Notre Dame continues to sing the number as for me and gargoyle um hmm? i have just have to <clears throat> okay fucking wayne yeah and then i have in my notes who is he marrying if it isn't wanda or fucking mr uncle... deadly or link mr deadly uncle, uncle deadly i knew i was wrong <laughs> or link yeah or link I'm fucking pissed. It should probably be Wayne, Deadly, and Wayne is Brad. It's the did three we of them, say right? that? In Wayne our... is Brad in our Rocky Horror. So this number was like, it was fun, but you're right. Wayne should not be here. I was pissed. I was like, if fucking Link doesn't walk out the door. This is an old vaudeville song by E. Ray Getz. How are and they Edgar just gonna Leslie. fucking demolish the Wanda? puppet i don't understand with those stupid eyes uh-huh. and they're gonna keep wayne i don't know they why wayne show, is like they, you're not you're not wrong i'm not wrong hey can i ask you where's piggy's uh the the other pig been oh piggy sue as you call her piggy where the fuck sue? has she been with her afro afros are out now she hasn't even been in an episode this is the in 80s ages, now. right like white girls can't have afros fully gone she's fully a white pig she's, with an afro right i can say that she's absolutely absolutely she's a big <laughs> but everyone did back in those days right mm-hmm. like that was the thing she definitely got a perm though. oh yeah she got a perm a permanent 
And you know what I'm thinking? What? Legally Blonde. I watched Legally Blonde the other day. You're kidding! On, on E! Network at like 10 o'clock at night. Our friend Lauren texted me. We were going back and forth about something. And then she was like, what are you doing? And I don't remember what I said I was doing. And she says, I'm watching Legally Blonde on E! So I put on Legally Blonde. And we literally, we text back and forth to each other. We like live tweeted in text Legally Blonde the other day. I and love I have not this. seen that movie in years. It's so fucking funny, dude. So you were in the shower. <laughs> what are one of the main rules of getting a perm? How many like <laughs> how often have you got a perm? And she's like, twice a year since I'm thirteen or whatever. Like, you know. Wait, is that woman Linda Cardellini? That woman is Linda Cardellini? Yes. From is she Scooby Doo. She's Scooby Doo. And she's dead like not dead. Dead to me. The show White Women Getting That's Into Trouble. That's what I was saying. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. White Women Getting Into Trouble. Yep. That's a very Weeds. specific genre of television. Weeds. Orange is the New Black. What do you think Genji Cohen is thinking about lately? I don't know. I don't know. I do think she's she can't help herself and she's probably thinking about MLP. I mean, I told you that they're rebooting Weeds, so she probably is thinking about MLP. She can't help herself. My Little I, Pony. I think she's obsessed with her. All right, next, backstage, Mulch asks Kermit to do something about the Frog Scouts as they destroyed the last number. Kermit apologizes, but adds that kids are all the same. Mulch says, not mine, mine are different. Then he explains that his kids are at the museum today as part of the exhibit. Okay, literally Googled Genji Cohen, and of course, one of the things that, what people are asking, what is Genji Cohen doing now? And I want to know, but I really want to know specifically, what is Genji Cohen doing right now? <laughs> what is she like, doing? Like, I want to know what she's doing literally right now. Monday, October 16th at 8.14. What is Genji Cohen doing? Executive producing the upcoming Netflix period drama series, The Decameron. Teenage Bounty Hunters. No, I don't think this is what she really is passionate about. <laughs> it's a- you want to know what she's passionate about, not what she's at, what what not what work she's gotten up to. Christ. Kermit confronts Mrs. Appleby about the Frog Scouts' behavior, then adds that he worries they may wander into some dangerous part of the theater. She agrees to talk to them and calls the whole troop together. It seems, however, that Norman is missing. She asks the others where Norman is. One responds, oh, I saw him going upstairs. Just then, Norman is thrown over the railing from within Animal's dressing room. <laughs> I, I love the name Norman for some reason. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know what it is about it, but I like it. And It's very similar to your cat Norton. Yeah, Norman. Norman. Actually, my friend Mia calls him Norman all the time. Really? Yeah. Because <laughs> it's Herman and Nor- yeah. Norton, and it's hard That's to... That's a nice flow. Yeah, Herman and Norman is a better mix, I guess. Next, we have a Muppets news flash. The newsman we reports famous French, clo- famous French clothing designer... David Lazor ha- was arrested today under poultry laws for desi- for designing clothes that suddenly turn into chickens. The newsman's suit then turns into chickens. Doesn't Very Mrs. Stupid. Appleby look like Uncle Dudley in drag? She really does. I assume she's supposed to be some sort of a lizard, as they're all other amphibians and they're frog scouts, right? So she does look a little deadly, though. Oh, my God. They have another woman on the show, Catherine Mullen. It's not just Louise Gold. I thought you were still fucking Googling Genji Cohen. 
No. Up next, Debbie Harry sings one way or another as she's pursued by mulch. Other Muppets that she encounters include the Frog Scouts, Sharks, Demons, a Tiger, Timmy Monster, a Boragove, and a woman showering. She is such a fucking rock star. Such a fucking rock star. And her voice is amazing. I have to say, these are two... Blondie songs that I'm not a huge fan of no, that no, are performed they're, they're in this the episode. Popular, they're the most whatever. popular, run of the mill, whatever. They're very run of the mill. They're not her. They're not my favorite. So I wasn't thrilled by that, but when I, it did make me laugh also because at the bottom of the screen I watched it with subtitles and it said punk rock begins to play or something like that. <laughs> punk punk begins, and I was like, it is so funny to call these songs punk in like this day and age. I understand genres were different back. In the 80s when this While was first While they were happening. Up. Yes. But it's so funny because... And then my wife and I were talking about how, like, funny that is that that was listed, you know? And I was like, it's so silly to me because these are pop songs, but, like, Debbie Harry is undeniably punk. Like, oh. I would never... So in, punk. In my life ever call her anything other than punk. Like, she is so punk, yet that is a pop song. That is a rock song. That is whatever, you know? Like... She's so cool. So No one's cooler than her. You had messaged me earlier today and you said... <gasps> I said, I read that Debbie Harry lives in New York City and in Monmouth County, New Jersey with her dogs. So are you ready for my Monmouth County Debbie Harry story? I'm going to throw up, yes. Okay. I can't look at you when you tell me, okay? <clears throat> so uh, our friend Asher and myself a few years ago <gasps> went to Jack's Music Shop. Right, in Red Bank, New Jersey. I know, For Record Store Day. And that was one of those days where I think Record Store Day is in late April. So we had gotten up early because we had some exclusives we really were looking forward to buying. And, you know, you got to get there early to get in line to get your stuff, right? So we waited in line. And I would say the shop was going to open, we'll say, 9 o'clock. At about 8.30, a, like, private car drove by. Drove by. Jack's Music Shop stopped for a second. The rear passenger window rolled down. And Asher swears Debbie Harry looked out that window, pulled her... Of course she's wearing fucking sunglasses. Pulls down her sunglasses to reveal her eyes to look at the line of folks waiting for record store day to happen. Puts her sunglasses back up, rolls her window back up, and then just drives away. And I was like, what? And he's like, Debbie Harry just drove by, stopped, looked at all of us. He was so in awe that he couldn't, like, we were standing right next to each other, but he couldn't, like, tap me, you know, enough to get my attention because he was literally, like, going to throw up just the same. So she not only lives in Monmouth County, but she lives in Rumson. Yeah. Like a hop, skip, and a jump from Red Bank. Yeah. So I may have had a Debbie Harry incident myself. My coworkers in laws live in Rumson, and mm-hmm. I'm going to ask her to look out for Debbie Harry. Yeah. My heart hurts. I need to go hang out. He's so cute. Kermit Skulls Moch. Kermit Skulls Moch. Kermit Skulls Moch. Fuck. Kermit Skulls Moch. Kermit Scolds Mulch. Mulch. Kermit Scolds Mulch for invading the number when he was already in the opening. Mulch explains he just wanted Debbie's autograph. 
Debbie Harry arrives in her dressing room to find the Frog Scouts already there and decked out in punk clothes, hair, and makeup. One of them reveals that they are working on receiving their punk merit badges. I Robin love asks, this. I love this too. Oh, we're working on our punk merit badges. Punk merit badges? Yeah. Well, could you give us some tips? We're only Tinder flippers. Well, you could learn to dance the pogo. The pogo? Would that get us our punk merit badges? It'll get you Tinder flippers. Hey, a kidder? Kermit enters to find the frogs all dancing the pogo and rocking out. Robin explains that they wanted to tell Debbie that they think she's real punk. Kermit assumes it's an insult, but Debbie seems to be flattered by the comment. I I call shit punk all the time. Like, my wife will get ready to like my go wife. out and I'll be like, you look punk as hell. Yeah. And she'll be like, thank you. Yeah, I know. Like, you yeah. look like awesome. Yeah. But Debbie, it was so funny how they phrased that. Debbie was like, it's not. Yeah. She's so. Like, with her, like, she's so fucking cool. I know. She's so fucking there cool. There is no one cooler than her. Yes. Like, how did she get so cool? Yes. Be my great aunt, please. No, but she's so cool. Effortlessly yeah. cool because she's in a fucking windbreaker tracksuit. Mm-hmm. And later and like, we see her in a fucking purple sweatsuit. And not for nothing. She was born in 45. So she's like in her 40s right now. No uh, way she's in her 40s right now. Yeah. This episode aired in 81. She's in her four. She looks amazing. Debbie Harry has always been older. Well, she also stays out of the sun. She said that. I mean, you can tell that too, She's right? Gorgeous. Yeah, I need to like do this math because I feel like I might be fucking stupid for one second. I I can't take how cool she is, and she's so cute. She's thirty six. Sorry. Oh my god, Debbie Harry's our age in this episode. Whoa. I'm. 36. Yo, I just I turned hope, 36. I hope that we present this I'm punk and cool. Disney. As Debbie does. I'm always going to be cool. Mrs. Appleby shows up to announce her new punk name, the Safety Pin Queen. Kermit quips, things have really changed a lot since I was in the Frog Scouts. Were you ever in a scout, Megan? Were you a Girl Scout brownie? Have you ever seen that picture of me? I think it's I a have. famous picture of me. Famous. <laughs> it's fam- famous in my mind. I don't know if I have it. Were um, you? Yeah, you were a brownie, right? I was a daisy and then a brownie and I made it to juniors and then I was like, this is lame. I agree. I had the same in- experience with the Boy Scouts and Cub Scouts. Like, I had fun doing it, but I never liked the, like, paperwork aspect of it. Having to, you know, achieve these badges and stuff. I loved the camping and doing weird shit and being outside and being, like, a little, like, punk idiot. You know, like, camping and playing Capture the Flag and all of that fun stuff. But I never liked having to go to, like, weekly meetings oh, and earn merit badges. I and can't. I, Yeah, I never had anything in me for that structure. I have a picture of me that I'm never going to be able to find, but it's, like, everybody's in, like, their Girl Scout stuff, and they're, like, smiling and happy, and Uh I look like a little goth. I'm, like, (laughs) I am, like, the Veronica in the, like, Sea of Heathers (laughs) in this picture, and I'm, like, a little girl, and I'm, like, yeah, my parents probably knew right away, (laughs) but it is what it is. So, in our UK spot, a little girl sings Forgiven. With Alexander Beadle. The song tells the story of a beetle who lives at a matchbox and goes missing. Forgiven. 
Okay. Oh, Forgiven. A little girl sings. This is an A.A. A. Milne poem. A.A. A. Milne, of course, famous for having written the Winnie the Pooh stories. It's First of all, it's some British shit. And you know how you it know is it's some British? British it's because she mentions Nanny. And um, if you're not Irish or British, who has a fucking nanny besides Irish and British I, people? Do you know, we went to see the Postal Service, and when we got there, we met up with an old friend in the city, and they had mentioned having prospects of having a child, and that their husband has asked if they would get a nanny. And I oh, literally like said to them, nanny? yes. Oh, and I literally said different. to them, I'm like, that is... Some British shit that yeah. you would want to get a nanny for Spit your child. Spot. Yeah, right? Like, that's insane. I was like, nanny? What kind of language is this that you're like, oh, so weird? No, but you have a nanny and I have a well, nanny. Well, that's my nanny. Yeah, not no, a nanny. That's my nanny too, but like, even just calling it a nanny, like, you're my nanny. Oh, you're saying that's British shit. That's British shit. That's British or Irish shit. Uh-huh. But, like, obviously, the Brits totally invade. I cannot believe I found this picture. Oh, absolutely worth it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of Veronica amongst the Heathers. You can see me. I'm yeah. like, and I have, like, a little goth outfit on. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what my parents are dressing me in. <laughs> oh. Oh, so funny. Me. Okay, yeah, as soon as I saw this and it said, like, something about... At first of all, I was pissed at the little girl because I was like, of course she fucking blames her nanny uh-huh. for letting the beetle out. Uh-huh. Oh, did she mean, like, her nanny who took care of her? I think she meant her nanny who took care of her. Oh, because I thought she meant her nanny like my nanny. No, I thought she meant nanny like she's in a nursery. You know, like, nanny... Yeah. I don't know. Is nanny from Muppet Babies, is that their nanny no. title or is that their... Grandma. I always said it as like the person who takes care of them. Mm-hmm. A person who provides child care. Is a nanny. Is in the Wikipedia. But see now that's nanny. N A N N Y. My nanny is N A N N I E. She's my nanny. That's how we spell it. Really? Yes. Nanny the title. She calls her. She actually goes by nanny girl. Which I feel like you should know. One word. I com- do know One that, compound I, word, I nanny can't. girl. I can't. She signed Liz's birthday card this year, Dolores. And we were like, ooh, what, what did Liz do? <laughs> it's not just signed from nanny girl. Interesting. I'm going to look up nanny grandma. Nanny grandma. Why do some British people call their grandma nanny? Okay. Why? No, but I'm telling oh. you that's because it, it's some British <laughs> it Irish shit. It is British shit. shit, yeah. Child's word for, yeah, it's, it's very of that. Mm-hmm. Area of the area, and since the Brits, you know, colonized Ireland, okay, and didn't let them have their own culture. This next bit was an absolute fucking delight. Are you ready to talk about Kermit? Banjo in hand, comes up to Debbie's dressing room, excited that she wants to sing a song about rainbows. Okay, I loved this, and I love that she teases him. And, like, I know. Acts completely aloof and uh-huh. is like, I was singing about. Ra- I, I just like love singing about rainbows. She fully feeds into that. There, there's so many songs about rainbows, yeah. right? And he's like, Ooh, yes, I guess we could. You know, you don't want to do my song. The list she sent ahead includes "Somewhere Over the Rainbow" and "I'm Always Chasing Rainbows." Kermit points out that Debbie forgot one rainbow song, my rainbow song. Debbie agrees to sing "Rainbow Connection" with Kermit. And her voice is so good. I fucking love so much that she changes the key to this song 
so that it f- suits her better. It's so fucking funny. It's another incredibly punk move by Debbie. I love I it. I fucking love Debbie Harry. Just keeping Jim on his toes. Oh my god, she is probably in this state. Right now. In your yes. county. Yes. As we speak. Having, literally like having like a cup of tea, unwinding, watching I television. I 30 minutes away from where Debbie Harry lives. Yeah. Wild. I live 40 minutes away, but I'm going to say 30 minutes Right away. now you could probably make it in 30 no. minutes. Right now, right now if you I could left, make it in 30 I'm minutes. in 30 minutes. Yes. <laughs> Next up, we have Pigs in Space. As we join the swine truck, we find that it's caught in a meteor storm. Link Hogthrob proudly points that no meteor can penetrate the hull of the swine truck as it is made of super strength porkium alloy. He's just tan. That's what I have in my notes. I always think he looks dirty, but I think he goes tanning. Oh my god, he goes tanning. Yeah. He has to. He's a pompous piece of shit actor. He goes like, fucking he's, tanning. He's, he's, his, whole, his whole persona is this pompous, right? Like, yeah, he definitely yeah, goes he tanning. He goes tanning. Dr. Julia Strangepork concurs absolutely no chance of any damage. It is then that a meteor puts a hole in the side of the ship. First mate Piggy calls for the hole to be plugged. The other two notice the same. <laughs> the other two notice at the same time the hole is snout shaped and plug it with Miss Piggy. She demands that she be let loose. When she finally is, Link's snout is sucked into the hole. So okay, this is very funny. It's a snout shaped hole. Blah blah blah. But this sketch made me realize that these sketches are not necessarily written segments. These are presented to us as actual things that are happening on an actual spaceship. Have you ever thought of that? Because after this happens, Link wanders in backstage and he is so in pain that the Frog Scouts, like, bandage him up. Do you think he's method? That's why? Maybe. You know what? That all checks out, too. That he's just so fucking method that he needs to now be in pain. Or he's just so dumb that he believes he's actually in that's me, what makes him a good actor. Okay. He's so dumb he believes the situation versus he's method, he's he's experiencing the situation. Yeah. I will give you, I think he maybe is so dumb that he yeah. thinks it happened. Yeah. That would make more sense I maybe. did like this. I thought it was really funny that they made Piggy sneeze. Yeah. And then he gets caught it, in the wall. It's a very funny bit. It really is. But, like, I, I was just so surprised at the after effects that, like, he I love how he looked bandaged. when they bandaged him. Yes. And they put the, the X's, X's on, on his, his snout. snout. <laughs> the X's on his snout. So fucking funny. So Kermit, I love these little frogs. The frogs are so fucking cute, too. Kermit comments on how fast the scouts work, which leads to Mrs. Appleby recommending he put them on the show. Kermit states that they only book professionals for the show. When Gonzo enters to tell Kermit he has to cancel his wrestling match with Quango the Wild Mountain Gorilla, it seems he's just called from his limo and is stuck in traffic. After Gonzo leaves, Mrs. Appleby asks if he was a professional. (laughs) Kermit is forced to allow the Frog Scouts on the show. Kermit announces the precision drill team from the Okefenokee Pack 12 of the Frog Scouts of America. As the Scouts go through their drills, Quango enters expecting to wrestle Gonzo. Instead, the confused gorilla is trampled by marching frogs. I liked this little bit, too. This was cute. I I just liked seeing the frogs doing their thing, you know? I like it, too. I like the frogs. It's a real swamp between Georgia and Florida, apparently. Okie-finokie? Yeah. Oh, I wonder if that's supposed to be, like, the swamp that Kermit is from. Okie-finokie swamp is a wetland between Georgia and Florida border. 
Oh, you, you're on the same I'm thing. Oh my god. Who's this guy? Do you see Gonzo in the background? I see Gonzo. And oh, they're pirates of the Ozzy Finozzi swamp. Okay. <laughs> oh okay. my god. On RuPaul's uh, Drag Race, the UK version, mm-hmm. um, there's so many references to the Muppets. Like, I can't wait to go. I'm going to the UK, I think, a couple of times in yeah. 2024. And I cannot wait to pick up i know i'm gonna find good muppet paraphernalia i hope you do i know i will it exists out there man right oh, like they like puppets and then did you see that place that i sent you yes i they like in europe they just are more into puppetry yeah they have when different appreciations in, when i was in france like you know there's like street performers or whatever but mm-hmm. i was like on a side street where it didn't feel very touristy it was like whatever and like this fucking clown walks up mm-hmm. and he grabs this guy's the guy I was with he grabs his nipple and he Jesus it, and then he's like looking for money on his <laughs> give me a dollar <laughs> what a fucking weird thing oh my god <laughs> it was very funny oh my god so Quango sees Gonzo off watching from the wings and asks him where he was Gonzo replies what's the diff you were gonna take a dive anyway <laughs> So the next Debbie performs Call Me. This Call was a me. cool bit. I like Call Me better than One Way. Yeah, you know One what? Way or Another, I don't know. It's not great. Why do I feel like Sabrina the Teenage Witch did that song? I think there is a Sabrina the Teenage Witch bit with it. And it was also in like the Rugrats movie and stuff. Oh, yeah. They use it a lot. It's very tired. It's very tired. It was exciting to see her do this song, though. You know. I like Call Me. Call Me is, Call me is a better of representation two, of Blondie, I think. Yeah, and of the two, I like Call Me better. Yeah. Now, at closing... Debbie reveals that she's been made an honorary Frog Scout. She comments on how nice it was for Kermit to allow the Scouts to perform on the show. Mrs. Appleby arrives to complain that they never negotiated a deal for the performance. (laughs) Kermit cries, you can't do that to me. Debbie points out that Mrs. Appleby can. She has a merit badge. In In negotiation. She has a merit badge in deal negotiation. So stupid. That's so cool. Robin asks Statler and Waldorf if they can stay in their box and work on their next merit badge. Statler asks, merit badge and what? Robin replies, grumpiness. Oh, my God. I love A that. Wonderful little silly I way love to that. End it. And I love the, all the little guys up there. All the little guys. Oh, Megan. So next week, we're going to be watching episode 510, Jean-Pierre Rampel. <laughs> Pierre. <laughs> I completely feel that way. Jean-Pierre Rampel. This is episode 510 of The Muppet Show. Jean-Pierre Rampel. Miss Piggy is cornered by flautist Jean-Pierre. Oh, I was going to say he's playing a flute. A flautist. Miss flautist. Piggy. I'm sorry, that word. <laughs> Miss Piggy is cornered by flautist Jean-Pierre, who asks to speak French with her. She claims to have laryngitis, whispering. My vocal coach told me not to speak in French. I'm not even supposed to eat French fries. Okay. I love that. This is a nice way for her to get around not knowing the language, even though she says moi and shit. She did this a couple episodes ago, too. Remember that? Moi. Yeah. She was is. pretending to yeah. still know French to someone. It's so funny. So join us next week as we watch the Jean-Pierre Rampal episode of The Muppet Show. <laughs> Follow us online at ITTWTM. 
message us. Yeah, nice messages. Write us a review on Apple Podcasts or the podcasting platform of your choice. And, you know, until next time. Thanks for the gumball, Debbie Harry.